Blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy One of Israel, the God before whom we dwell. Thank you, Lord. Holy is your name. We thank you, Lord. We come, Lord, near to the living God. Thank you for your gracious hand upon your people. You are our help in time of need. Hallelujah. You are the God who gives divine provisions, Lord. You send your angels, Lord. You give the command. And all the help that we need is granted to us. Who is like unto the Lord, who reigns from on high. You alone are exalted, Lord, and you are far above all principality and power. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You are our healer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are our victory, Lord. Hallelujah. You are the God who delivers your people when we cry unto you. And I thank you, Lord, for teaching us how to come to you for divine answers. Thank you, Holy One. Thank you for schooling your children, Lord. You are God who teaches your people. Hallelujah. So that we may know how to walk in the light. And to fellowship with you, Lord. To gaze upon your beauty in your house. To sing of all the glory of the Lord. No devil can stop the praises of God's people, hallelujah, from going up to heaven because God alone is worthy. And Lord, you have told us, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually Be in my mouth. That's our power. Hallelujah. Praise is the power of heaven. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Glorious Father, I pray that you break through. Break through. Break through, Lord. Everything that's a barrier, Lord, from us to really see you today. Hallelujah. To really hear from God. Hallelujah. To really touch the hand of God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, all that you have planned for your people, let nothing hinder it, Lord. Help us, Lord, to get our eyes completely off of everything and anything. And on you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holiness, holiness is what I long for. Holiness is what I need. Holiness, holiness, is what you want from me. Brokenness, brokenness, is what I long for. Brokenness, is the very thing I need. Brokenness, brokenness, Lord, is what you want from me. Faithfulness, faithfulness, is what I long for. Faithfulness, is what I need. Faithfulness, faithfulness 
is what you want from me. So take my heart and form it. Take my will, conform it. Jesus, take my mind, transform it to yours, to yours. O Lord, to yours, to yours. O Lord, to yours, to yours. O Lord, take my heart and you form it just the way it should be. Take my will May I surrender and see it conformed to your perfect will in everything, Lord. In everything, Lord. To give unto the Lord the worship due unto His holy name. That we may worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Heavenly Father, we give our minds to you afresh today. To refuse any thoughts that are apart from your perfect will. That the minds will be sanctified, Lord, and every crooked way will be removed. That we would truly have and experience the mind of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thoughts of peace, thoughts of love, whatever things are true and honest, Lovely, good report, praiseworthy. There be any virtue in these things. Oh, Spirit of God, we need our minds to be sanctified again today. I thank you that you're a mighty force, hallelujah, to withstand, resist, and overcome Satan, hallelujah. Every obstacle and every barrier to our communion with you, Lord, you are the living God who says, look to me. Look to me, call upon me, and I will answer you. I will clear the air, hallelujah, so that my divine rays can shine upon you and give you what you need today, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we have come, Lord, with different needs and yet the same needs. We thank you, Lord, that we have come, focusing on you to give you the worship due unto your holy name. And Lord, you require your people to be holy. Because without holiness, no man will see the Lord, you said. You require your people to be broken. Because without true brokenness, you won't look upon us. You command us to be faithful to you. So that we can be saved, finally. Thank you, Lord. We're saved right now by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're in the blood. Hallelujah. We're safe under the blood. Hallelujah. I am safe under the blood. Oh, I'm safe under the blood. I'm safe under the blood. And the devil can do me no harm. No harm, no harm, no harm. 
No harm, no harm, no harm. No harm, no harm, no harm. And the devil can do me no harm. And I'll stay right under the blood. I'm gonna stay right under his blood. And I'll stay, stay right under the blood. And the devil can do me no harm. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is living and powerful. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus will shut down the forces of the enemy every single time. As long as we believe and persevere. The blood of Jesus knows no defeat. The cross of Jesus knows no defeat. Hallelujah. We shout it. In the devil's face, hallelujah. Blessed be the rock. The God who's delivered his people. Through all the pain. All the confusion. All of the fears. The blood of Jesus keeps us safe. Hallelujah. We have the upper hand. Hallelujah. Because our God is almighty. Hallelujah. He's mighty to save. Hallelujah. Oh, do you know? Do you know? The power of the blood of the blood of Jesus. We know how powerful the blood of the Holy Son of God is, then we would know that no enemy can stand against us all our days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is victorious. We cannot fail. Unless we have come face to face with Satan and death and disease, and pain, and confusion, and chaos, and seen, and felt, God's blood, shattering darkness, and we want to appreciate, so every challenge we have, remember, God has allowed, problems, and mountains, and challenges, and crises, to show us, the excellency and the supremacy of His blood over everything. Hallelujah. Over everything. Hallelujah. I'm safe under the blood. He has made both into one. One new man. Jews and Gentile. The entire human race. Whoever comes and seeks refuge under that holy blood will not only have all their sins washed away, they will have a living active power against all the forces of the enemy. How does he make the people of the world one? It's through the blood of his cross. This is the old time religion. Hallelujah. This is the ancient path. It's the good path, Jeremiah says. Come back to the good path. The ancient path. The right path. It's the path. Paved with the blood. Hallelujah. We're able to walk because of the blood. Hallelujah. We're alive because of the blood. Hallelujah. We are victorious because of the blood of Jesus. When everything is completely dark. And we are all alone. We're fighting the enemy. And he says, I'm going to kill you. We can plead the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. And the Lord will shatter. 
the powers of darkness. Hallelujah. It's the blood. It's the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's your blood, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your precious blood. Our salvation didn't come cheap. Lord, you gave your life. Oh, help us to walk worthy of that precious blood. Help us to walk worthy of the blood that sanctified us when we were in filth, lost, ready and ripe for destruction. Just a heartbeat away from hell. The Lord came and engulfed us in His blood and took us away from the gates of hell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And today we're safe. How many times did the devil try to kill you and me? How many times did we say, it's over, I don't care if I die? To come under that spell of Satan, thinking that it will have relief, when there's a whole hell waiting. Oh, thank God. Just in the nick of time, the Lord came through. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. And today people are hanging between life and death. If they would only know the power of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And when we pray for our loved ones, we can plead the blood of the Lamb and say, Lord, would you please cover them with your blood. Protect them, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus over the vehicles. I plead the blood of Jesus over the the houses. Job got up early and he worshipped God and he interceded for his children, his family. And God kept them until it was time. God's sovereign calendar to release them. To bring Job to be an example of perseverance under the greatest tragedy. There's power in the blood of Jesus to console us to strengthen us, give us new life, new hope, hallelujah. To come out on top, hallelujah. Where God says, I'll give you twice as much. We can trust God even when we don't understand. That is where faith begins, hallelujah. Not when things are going well. Faith that's not put through the fire cannot last the trial. We need God's hand over us to teach us and train us because the warfare that we're involved in it's a matter of life and death for eternity God has promised that through his blood we will learn how to fight aren't you glad God is teaching you how to fight the devil hallelujah we thought we can fight the devil with our wits and we lost we thought we can fight the devil with our physical power and we lost We thought we can fight the devil through having more people around. The devil only runs when he sees one thing. That's the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. The blood of the lamb. It takes a lamb to destroy that one that's prowling around like a lion. The lamb is more stronger than the lion. Hallelujah. The lamb is the lion of Judah. Not the lion... Or the pretend line, who's the devil? Lord Jesus, teach us, O Lord. Help us to be willing to submit to you, Lord.
that Lord, every believer would say, whatever valley of the shadow of death that you see fit to take me through, Lord, I know you're looking at the end result and you want to do something permanent in me. Father, help me to know how to give thanks to you in every situation. Hallelujah. In all things, give thanks to God. For God does work all things for the good of those who love Him, to those who are called according to His purpose. We need heavenly strength to fight this battle. We need heavenly vision to walk this pilgrimage. We need heavenly hope to know that along the way, every situation that we go through that God has sovereignly ordained, we are picking up more and more treasure. Hallelujah. Treasure that will last forever. God is depositing in our characters things that will never ever fade away. Wouldn't you want that? Hallelujah. Something that will never fade away. Who wants a crown that will fade away? I want a crown that will never fade away. Hallelujah. I want to be with my Lord. Hallelujah. I want to be in that land where there's no temple. There's no sun. Because the Lord God and His Lamb are the temple. Are the light. The greater the vision that each one of us have of the Lamb of God that was slain, and heaven, the stronger we will really be against Satan. Without that, the devil will see us as paper tigers. He'll see us as people who talk a lot and quote a lot, but when the battle comes, we have no strength. Jesus endured that path known as the Via Dolorosa. The path of suffering. He went through it. The Apostle Paul said, I not only want to know His power and His resurrection, I want to also partake in His suffering. It's not a suffering as people have mistakenly learned through the inventions of the devil and man that when you suffer, you're suffering with Christ to atone for yourself and other people. No. Only one kind of blood can atone for us, the blood of Jesus. But when we understand that the Lord wants us to identify with Him, those who have taken baptism, you have identified with Christ publicly and said, this is Jesus, my Lord and Savior. He's my all in all. But was that a one-time event with a one-time significance? Or do we understand that whoever was buried with him in baptism has partaken of his death? It's when we die the way God has meant for the self to die. All of our notions to put to death all that I want so that I can say, Lord, if I have to drink this cup, 
Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Why? See what happened to Jesus. See where he is right now, seated at the right hand of the Father. For the travail of his soul, the suffering of his soul, it says in Isaiah 53, children were born, millions of children. People who otherwise would have went to hell, including ourselves. If we don't understand that the Christian life is a path of victory, but I must be willing to suffer for the Lord and for the gospel, for the truth, then I'll be living a fantasy land Christianity. And when it comes down to Christ or your plans, we will quickly choose our plans. And the devil knows that. The devil knows who really has come to the point where, Lord, I don't want anything, Lord. I've chosen to deny myself and take up my cross and follow you, Lord. Show me, Lord. I count all things but garbage, refuse. Everything I ever thought that would make me happy. The closer I come to the cross, the better I can see that these things are a facade. They always promise to make me happy, but just like drugs, you go up temporarily, then you crash, then you have to do it again, and you crash again, and people live a life like that, and at the end, they end up crashing forever. Jesus has come to us to show us a better way. In John 14.6 he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's it. And the better we know the Lord, the better we can face every trial in the right way. And we'll know, Lord, the trial is not only to keep me down and give me bruises and make me cry out to you as if God gets pleasure out of his children getting pain. He does not. But the trials are designed to make me to know the power of his resurrection in my weakness. Hallelujah. How many have been broken? You've gone through a trial and you've been broken. You felt, Lord, I can't take it anymore, Lord. You've been exasperated. You thought, Lord, I just want this to be over, Lord. It's too much, Lord. I'm at my wit's end, Lord. I don't know what to do. That's when Satan will come and say, take this way out. For some, it's suicide. Others, it's murder. Others, it happens every day. Every day. Satan is able to get a hold of them, take advantage of them because they don't know his devices. But we who are Christ have been told by God, you are not ignorant of the devil's devices. You know exactly how he sets people up. Don't fall for it. But I can know this knowledge. I've been there. I can know all of this inside here and then even teach on it But unless I'm willing to submit myself to the truth and say, Lord, show me what this means in my life. I'll never know the meaning. I will never be able to use the weapon. But for that, I need to say, Lord, I surrender. I surrender. 
Lord, I thank you for the trial. I thank you for this painful crucifixion. Why? I know life's going to come out of it. Life will come out of this. Hallelujah. Only people who have faith can say that. Everything in our Christian life hinges on one word. Everything. Faith. If we don't have real faith, we will fall. But when we have real faith, even when we take a shot, we're only down for the count. Only for the moment. And it's not a permanent down. The, The resurrection power of God causes us to spring up with such a power that we are surprised. And then God defeats Satan right there. Now we have something that we can say, Lord, I understand now. I I get it. I know what this power is about now. This is what it is. All of these words that I've heard, Lord, that I may know you in the power of your resurrection. Lord, your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Lord, for out of death comes life. We have no knowledge of it. Up here we may know. We may be able to quote verses. We may have a little trial here and there and we think that's a huge trial. And the Lord says, that's not it. It's when we are confronted with the powers of hell face to face. That's when we'll see the resurrection life. Hallelujah. But we have to believe. So, one strategy we need to take into our Christian life is this. When we hear the word of God or we read the word of God, we're not able to understand what this really means. Have faith. That as you ask God and humble yourself, the Lord will give you the answer. Too often, people come to a difficulty and Satan is right there, the accuser, to do what? Malign God. To bring down his character, he tries. And so when it becomes difficult to understand the trial, or even the word, the devil's right there to say, see, this stuff is a mystery. Maybe other people know how to use this effectively, but not you. So don't even bother. He's the accuser, he's the liar. By means of his lies, many Christians have just thrown in the towel. I give up. I'm going to try something else. Maybe I need to see more YouTube and investigate on the metaphysical stuff, you know, things that transcend matter and the laws of nature. I know there's something beyond what I see and touch. But the trial I'm facing, it may be a question. The trial doesn't mean necessarily I have physical pain, I have screaming all over me, I have things breaking... They're threatening to take away my job. Those are trials. But it may be a deeper and even more painful trial. You know what kind of trial? When a person feels absolutely dead on the inside while they're breathing. There's a darkness. There's a, there's a loneliness. There's a fear of the future and fear of the now. Those are demon spirits. And only Jesus can drive those spirits away. But you see, we have to believe that when I call on Jesus, 
All things are possible. I can mount on wings like eagles and soar. When I call on Jesus, mountains are gonna fall. He'll move heaven and earth just to, what's the rest of that? Just to rescue me. Hallelujah. We have to believe. Everything hinges on faith. What faith? Faith that I believe that Jesus Christ existed. People who don't even believe in Jesus know that he existed. That's not going to save a person. So what are you talking about? Faith that God created the universe? The devils believe that and they're trembling. They're not making it to heaven. Faith, what do you mean by faith? Do you mean, do you, do you mean that, uh, Jesus can, uh, help me to navigate life and be my support system? It's beyond that. Faith is when I say, Lord, everything that I've ever learned in this world and experientially, every branch of knowledge that I've been exposed to, whether in school or by my curiosity, people giving me things, hey, read this, listen to this, try that. Lord, I believe in you, even though you're invisible to my eyes, physical eyes. I can see you by faith. Something's happened to me. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. God reveals something, and all of a sudden within us, there's a spark, there's an ignition. I, I just know he's real. Do you remember when you're born again? I just know. It's not just going to church and hearing my traditional religious experience. I know that I know God is real. And I know Jesus is the Son of God. In the epistles of John, as we're talking about trials, we're talking about life and death, we're talking about the valley of the shadow of death, we're talking about the loneliness, the deadness, the uncertainty, the cynicism, I'm, I, I'm suspicious, I'm doubting. Why? We've seen too many lies in this world. People have lied to us. Not only politicians and people who make promises, but people in our circles. And so we have a defense mechanism that even though I say I love and I believe people, I really don't. I can't afford to because I've been hurt too much. Is this how God made Adam and Eve in the paradise? Garden of Eden? No, they had perfect freedom, perfect fellowship with the living God. There was no suspicion, no ill will, no resentment, no fighting, no selfishness, nothing. It was truly paradise. It's the independence from God that caused them to fall. Because anyone who seeks to be, hey, I don't want God, I don't need God. I didn't ask God to get my degree. And I didn't ask God for everything I have. I worked for it. You can believe in God if you want. If that's the crutch you need to lean upon. But me, I'm self-made. And I don't need God. I never called upon Him. Look, I have everything. When anyone is independent from God with that kind of arrogance and pride, they're automatically a slave of the devil. That very notion and thought, it's not native to the human being. Because of the fall, 
And because of our own pride, Satan moves in and he comes like a rushing flood. And he just messes everything up. Where we stand up, we think we're tall, we're strong, I know what I believe in. You don't have to tell me what to believe in. This is why it's so important to know what truth is. Sometimes, a lot of times, I think Christians think, I don't want to hear about truth in the sense that, you know, all of the ways the scripture breaks it down. I just want to know that God is there for me. You know, when I go do something, I need his protection. So say a prayer for me. How many people you know like that? They may not even believe in Jesus, but say a prayer for me. They have the innate feeling that, you know what, maybe that will add to my protection. Doesn't hurt, right? Try to cover all the bases. What about believers? People say, I just know there's a God. And I know Jesus is real. And yet, they are the ones that should say, Lord, show me more of your truth. What is truth? What is truth anyway? The world says truth is fact. Or what's real. So what? People may say, so what? I don't need to think about what's real. I'm living real. Right? I'm in reality. I don't need to think about it. It's not I think, therefore I am. I'm already here. I never even thought about it. How many of us thought about being born into this world? We couldn't. We were nothing, right? God, in His wisdom, caused this to be formed in our mother's wombs. But listen to this. Why is truth important? Why should I even think about it or care about it? Other than, hey, I know Jesus died on the cross, that's enough. In the Bible, God says, truth is a person. Truth is the ultimate reality. So what? Somebody might say, well, that's a fancy way maybe to put it, but so what? doesn't make a difference. I still have to go to school. I still have to work. I still have to clean my house. Truth doesn't really matter to me. I'm here. Hello. You can preach truth all day long. I still have to make breakfast. And I'm not finding out how to do that by reading my Bible. These are types of things that can come, you know, practically speaking. But listen to this. In this world, when people say truth, as I mentioned, they're talking about fact. So are facts important? If we can say truth is also facts, is it important? Think about fact. Well, the air quality, for example. What if I don't know the fact of the matter? Maybe my phone doesn't have reception. And when I press the air quality, especially a few several weeks ago, I have the old fact, which is no longer a fact. And I look on it, I look at it, I say, oh, it's showing in the green. Four. Splendid. The air is clear. I can do whatever I want. There's no risk of warning to anyone, even those who are typically at risk. Everybody's clear. But I don't have the truth. When I get the connection, now the truth says it's 179. It's a world of difference. Not knowing the fact or the truth can kill us, potentially. Suppose somebody drives down the highway here, And they say, well, I'm on the road and I believe with all my heart that the road that I'm taking is going to take me to where I want to go. 
but because they took the wrong road, they're actually riding on a lie, they can end up off of a cliff somewhere. They can end up on the bad side of town. Certain places in certain states, you are taking your life in your hands, quite literally. Because they will come to your car immediately, gunpoint immediately, rob you or kill you. That's a fact. Certain places. So does it matter that I know the fact or the truth of where I'm going and whether I'm, I'm on the right road? How important it is to know the truth of things. Now certain things, such as, for example, um, I come here today and I'm expecting this pulpit or podium. And somebody told me before I came here, it's there. And they come here, it's not there. Well, the fact is, it's not there. I thought it was, and they thought it was, and the transmission was not accurate. But it's virtually inconsequential to me. It's not going to make a difference, really. But there are certain facts and truths about reality that will make an eternal difference. This is why John, who wrote the fourth gospel, as well as the epistles in the book of Revelation, keeps on talking in three letters. First John, second John, and third John. Over and over again, this man seems to be preoccupied with truth. Who's he talking to? Scholars? No. Christians who are in the midst of heavy persecution. Can you imagine that for a moment? I'm under fire because I'm a Christian. They're hunting me down. They're saying we're going to kill them over there. Oh, that guy got baptized over there. He's public enemy number one to the Roman Empire. They're taking away jobs, confiscating goods. They're beating people. And people are dying. John, what are you talking about? This is going over my head. You're talking about truth and to know the Son of God and to love and to walk in the light. All I want to know is, how can I be safe because they're after my life? And if I have to die, can you tell me something to give me assurance that I'm going to go to heaven? All of that is in there. Yet he keeps talking about truth. That Roman governor or prefect who was there, Pontius Pilate, when the Lord was there, bound, blood coming from everywhere, already beaten before the cross, thorns poking into his skull, crude, sharp like nails. Imagine one going into his skull right now. He had it all. It was already pressed. So he's going to, he's in agony. He's in agony. Because they haven't taken it out and put a band-aid and cleansed the wound. No. It's live. He's experiencing the pain. He's standing there with the pain and maybe his eyes are covered with the blood and they already whipped him. Tremendous suffering. Back, upper back is ripped open. His flesh is raw. And they put that robe to add to the injury. Adding insult to injury. He's in tremendous pain. I can't even imagine. His body may be shaking. We don't know. Not from fear, but because of the human response. The nerves, the blood vessels, the tissues. You ever felt like that when you get a bruise? You feel like the thing is throbbing and it is. The pain is so horrible. You're thinking, Lord, I need to come back to, I need to come back to some kind of normalcy, Lord. This is out of control. He had it all over head to toe. 
And he was in perfect control. Because he knew, I am the Lamb of God to die for this world who's going on the wrong path. And if I let them continue, they're going to go straight into hell. They don't know it. That's why I came. So Pontius Pilate looks at this and he says, what is truth? This Roman governor who has all the food he wants, he's got all these people, he has this big area that he's in charge of, he's got money, he's got power, he's got people, he's got slaves, he's got everything. And here's this Jewish carpenter and he didn't care about them. They said, this man is trying to overthrow Caesar. He said, oh boy, I better get on this right now. But he understood. They're just using that as an alibi. They don't like his guts. Why? Something to do with their law and his activities. But he had to come out eventually and say, I find no fault with this man. They screamed, crucify him. The devil was in them. But the question he asked was, what is truth? And today, do you know what the truth is? Does it matter? We've just seen in a few examples how it does matter. It could matter very much. So then if I already know, see John already wrote that fourth gospel, the gospel according to John, already he talked about truth there. Why, some years later, is he going to write three separate letters and bring that again some 30 something times or more in the epistles? Can you imagine that in a short letter? Truth here, next paragraph, truth. and That means the Holy Spirit, and that's the way we need to look at it. The Spirit of God who spoke through that holy man, John, and had him write this for all eternity, it matters to us today. So we need to look at it closely. As I said, the truth about the blood of Jesus will cause us to avail ourselves or benefit from that. But if we don't know, we'll say, oh, it's just blood. You know, it just happens to be the blood of the Son of God. I know it's more pure and everything, but I don't understand And then you see other people who know they've discovered the key. No, that blood is not just regular human blood from a person who didn't sin. Divinity is running through those veins. He never stopped being God even though he took on flesh. That's what the Bible says. The Greek word is huparkon. That means never ceasing to be. Even though he left his glory, he was God still in the flesh. He had all the power, but he chose not to exercise it. Why? Deep humility to go the path of the cross so we can get saved. Otherwise, he would have leveled everybody in an instant. He could have destroyed the world and gone back to heaven. He could have. He stayed the course because of truth. That people are going to die and go to hell if I don't die for them. See how relevant it is? Now, the more I know about who this son of God is, up close, front and center... I will get to know, you know what? Not only is he in charge of all my life, he's been there from the beginning, even before I came on the scene. He also knows the end from the beginning. That's something nobody can claim. Who on earth? Not even the devil knows. Who can ever say, you know what? At the end of time, I stand at the end of time now. But I'm also in time now. And I'm also... In the past. What do you call that? That's called eternity. God dwells in eternity. Time has no effect on him. But he chose to come under the laws of time. So that he can pull us out of an eternal death. He humbled himself. And the more we know him. 
the more will become stronger to do what? Spot all the errors that can be fatal spiritually and now. If we don't have truth, we will fall for a lie. Propaganda. What is propaganda? Those of us in school who studied Nazi propaganda. What did Hitler do? Well, he did a very, very logical thing in his diabolical mind. He began to go after the youth. You know what he told them? You are superior. They said, that sounds good. In fact, we're so superior that the inferior has to go, so we're going to do some ethnic cleansing and religious cleansing, and we're going to be supreme. Everything's going to be intact, because you know why? The Jews are responsible for all our problems. That's why we lost World War I. Is that true? It's a total lie. He mobilized people, Satan did through Hitler, to take in doses, just like poison. A little lie here, a little lie there, before you know it, they're fully hail Hitler. Just like hail Caesar. Put uh, 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 an Uzi in his hand. Who? 13 year old. Go fight for your country. Fight for the Aryan race. We're it. We're the saviors of the world. And you know what? Because you believe in the truth so much, when you kill, you're doing humanity a favor. You see how lie can make a person a full-blown murderer? Lose any semblance of humanity? The heart becomes cold? You know why? Because Hitler's on the mind. He's the Fuhrer. He's the person that we adore. Step by step, he gained ground. First, he was a political figure. Local, small guy, small town. He got the party going. Then he set up things to take out people, quite literally. It's like a mafia. Opposition. When you have a vacuum, he steps in, I'm the savior. Boom, 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 boom. Control this, control that. Look, I'm going to give you more, just like communism. This is what the devil does. In the Christian's life, the devil has all kinds of lies. And unless we are solid on the truth... We will fall for it. And it can prove fatal. That's why the truth is important. Truth is not a philosophical, metaphysical type of notion where, you know what, it's out there. It is ethereal. It's something that is abstract. So what? Truth. I can sit all day long, like Plato and Socrates and all the Greek philosophers and the Romans. We can talk all day long. That's what they did. Got nowhere fast. Until some of them met Jesus Christ. Now they know. So truth is a person. The one who's the ultimate reality. God Almighty. And if I don't know him, if I'm not close to him, I will be in delusion. But if I know him, in the power of his resurrection, if I pay close attention to what he has written, there will be a supernatural strengthening. The roots will become strong. Have you seen trees? Those trees are plants that don't have sufficient roots. The person did a hasty job or they were ignorant about horticulture. They don't know how to garden. So they thought, hey, let me look at the instructions. I got it from Home Depot. It says do that. I'm going to dig. They say three feet. I think I can only do one feet because I think it'll last. They say, uh, put this much water, this frequently. I think I'll modify it. What happens? When the wind comes, that thing flies away. But the one who listened... Underground, 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 something was happening they didn't know. That's the analogy for the effect of truth in our hearts. 
truth from God has a way of making our roots so strong that the devil thinks, you know what? I'll come around one more time like a bully and I'll slam them just like before. Something's different. The person knows Jesus better. And that knowledge causes them to have more faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the truth. The word of God. So truth is very practically relevant. The more I know the word of God, that's why it's important to read the word of God and to hear it and to keep being in God's presence because if I get a little dose of it and I go away, what's out there? You're not going to find truth out there. There are millions of lies out there. And anyone can join a group or a faction and say, oh, I like this, I like that. You'll find people. People who are perverted, they'll find a whole society who don't believe that you should be faithful to your spouse. We can swap spouses. There's a demonic, wretched, perverted society like that out there. But there are also societies where they say, I don't believe in that, that's insane. But I want to join a political party because I think this party is the truth. I like guns and ammo. Magazines are there for that. I'm not saying me personally, but people may say that. Have you seen people like that? They may be hunters. They like weapons. Why? They need it for their particular activity. The point is, whether it's sports, politics, everybody has a certain click. God says, that's not the truth. You can do certain things like that. Not everything is bad. But is it going to save your soul? That means a person is investing their energy, time, money, into things that won't even last. So you have a man 75 years old and he's got that hat on, you know, the gear, hunting gear or fishing gear, and he's been around the block. He knows exactly where to fish and he knows exactly what to do. And he's schooling the younger guys. He's got all this experience. But you know what? Next Tuesday, that old man Jake, with all that experience, he's gone. What do people do? Human response is this. Well, it was great. You know, I enjoyed being with him, you know, in the shade. And he was there in his rocker, a wheelchair. And he was giving us so much tips and so many tips. And I became such a great fisherman. And I dedicate my life and career to Jake. Well, it's a nice sentiment. But if Jake didn't know Jesus Christ, Jake's in hell. All of that investment in the money, the activity, and the free sharing, being a good human being, of his expertise with other people, doesn't do anything for their souls. If anything, it's a distraction. Not to say fishing is bad. It's not bad. It can be a livelihood. But the point is, never let those things crowd out the main thing, which is truth. Who am I? How did I get here? People have those questions. Everyone does at some point or another. Somebody from Hollywood comes and says, this is who you are. Watch the film. Or an actor. You know what? I discovered that if I get a pilot's license and I go into Scientology, I'm going to really, you know, because I didn't find it in acting. I have these Oscars and I have millions of dollars. I can go anywhere I want. But something's missing and I've got it. It's Scientology. I've got it. It's buying more planes and riding them, piloting them. 
Back and forth, back and forth. How long is it going to last? Until they drop dead. What's next? Oh, after you die, it's um, you go back to the ground and probably you become good soil, you know, to replenish the earth. No. Jesus, who is the truth, says, after you die, it's going to be the judgment. The very person many people said, you know what? I don't believe you. You don't exist. Watch me. I'm going to do whatever I want. Hey, don't you believe in God, John? No. Why? Because one day I told God, God, if you're really there, I'm about to go do some drugs now. Uh, You better stop me. And if you don't stop me, well, you're not there. So that's my conclusion. God's not there. And look at me. I'm still smoking. How pathetic. The kind of reasoning that human beings give themselves to. You know what? We're all victim to that in one way or another. At one point or another. Something comes and persuades us to do something. Who's behind that? The devil. He comes incognito. Because if he shows up as he is right now, everybody will run from him. But he comes through people and words. Did you know, words are the most potent drugs anywhere? Think about that. How are words drugs? Well, God said in the Bible, death and life are in the power of the tongue. What is the tongue about? It's a vehicle to express the heart and the mind. So there's something coming out that is a force. And as I mentioned about Hitler, the words that somebody speaks can actually cause us to do things. They have power. They can cause life or they can cause death. How many of you have been scolded when you were younger by someone who is callous? And they said, you know what, you're no good. You're not going to amount to anything. It may be, have been your friend too. So-called friend. It may be in your mind, I'm no good. And you lie awake at, in your bed all by yourself looking up and saying, who am I? What am I? What? I'm a failure and man, I'm no good. I couldn't do this that the other guy did or other girl did. It's from the devil. Words are powerful. The Bible says, your word is truth. Jesus says, I am truth. Jesus is called the word of God. When I come face to face with Jesus Christ, all of the other lies will be exposed, just like darkness is dispelled by the light. It's interesting, in the epistles of John, John has another theme that is prevalent. Light, 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 light. Today, I want to ask you a question. Are you in the light? How do you know? What is light? Just like what is truth? The Bible says light is the path of goodness, righteousness, and truth. That's what light is. So, am I living in the light today? I can say I'm a good person, I'm a Christian or a non-Christian, but I don't hurt anybody. I'm not out to step on anybody's toes. I'm just trying to make myself happy and other people. But are you in the light? If Jesus is called the light, again in John's epistle, it's written, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. 
It's a very emphatic statement. So don't think you can look at God as a, comparatively with other things or other gods. He's in a class by himself, the living God. So God says, I'm not what you think compared to your other experiences. I am love. That's what another thing he says. Now we're bringing it home. We're bringing it to home plate right now. How? I hear about truth out there in first base. I hear about light in second base over there. I hear about the right road. Still kind of abstract. I don't know how it... When you talk about love, it gets people's attention. Because the world is full of hate. The world is full of selfishness. The world is full of, what can you do for me? God is not like that. God says, I want to show you what I can do for you. He stretched out his arms on a cruel cross and died for us. That's how he showed love. That's attractive. But when you have a Diablo, the devil, to come and cloud that and say, oh, it's just another religion. It's another event. Is it another another event? Since when have you heard in any religion at all, any philosophical system whatsoever, that God became man, not just to parade around for three and a half years and tell everybody about the cosmos and how, what it, how it was when I first created the sun, and you know, uh, I know every cell in your body. No, that's not why he came and did his ministry. He came and says, I came to be a ransom free soul. I came to pull you out of darkness, pull you out of a lie. I'm sick and tired of seeing you get beat up by the devil. He's been lying to you from day one. I'm here to save you. I'm here to show you what real love is. When you can't trust anyone else because of the way you've been burned and you may have even burned yourself. You say, Lord, I don't even know who I am. God says, I'll show you. You came from me. But you're not like me. There's been a break. There's a problem. Problem is, S-I-N. That sin of your own way is separated you from me. But I've come to shed my blood so that your sin can be washed away. No more separation. You can come into my embrace. With that begins the journey. The journey is now, I know who I am. I know who I am. I mentioned about that ad. It's a little funny as I think about it. For, true story. A man took a whole page in a popular newspaper. And uh, he wrote, Juan, where are you? J-U-A-N. John, right in English. He was a man who, at one point, he got to thinking, you know, I don't know where my son is. And the next day, something like 7,000 people showed up. Here I am. I'm one. You're one? I'm the one. I'm one. Why? It's, it's a reflection of the lostness that people have. Now that's a tragedy. When people have that emptiness, you know, they get other things and, but they don't know who their parent is. I can't even imagine it really. Feeling. But, you know what's worse? Not to know who your Heavenly Father is. Not to know that He is the reason 
for my existence and he has a grand purpose. I want to get on that track. That's the importance of truth. When I know who my father is, I'll know how I should behave. When I know that he's the light, I know when I'm in darkness, I'm not reflecting him. Something's come in. And the Lord continues to work by his spirit to change us. And that's what we sang. Holiness? What is holiness? God is holy. When I get near him, I understand what it means. Lord, that's what I long for. That's what you want from me. Lord, take my heart. And would you recreate it? Form it, Lord, on the inside. Lord, would you take my my will and make me stop going my own way and saying, Lord, I surrender to you. Show me your way. Because if you are the truth, then your way is the right way, not my way. Lord, take my mind, Lord. It's filled with clutter. Oh, I've been involved in so many things, Lord. Information highway, Lord. Super highway. Experiences. Lots of different foods to taste. Lots of different bars to go to and uh, lots of different video games. <laughs> Anything I can think of, I've got lots of it available, Lord. And I think at the end of, it, of the day, I'm kind of exhausted trying different things. I need to sleep on this. Only to get up tomorrow and do the same thing. It's truly a rat race going nowhere fast. But when I know Jesus Christ, every moment has a definite purpose It's an investment of time, energy, money, whatever it is. You know what? That'll have an eternal impact. How is that? Okay, so somebody likes soccer, let's say. So now, he likes soccer before he became born again. And he likes soccer now that he's become born again. He's a Christian. He knows the truth. He knows the light. He knows the Heavenly Father. He knows who he is, but he still likes soccer. Nothing wrong with it. Now he begins to have a connection with God and he prays and he says, Father, I'm going to get up and go play soccer today. Will you go with me, Lord? Father, while I'm at soccer, will you shine through me, Lord? Maybe those kids on the team, they're getting beat up at home. Lord, maybe they're being abused. They're not going to share it at soccer. The coach says, do this, and they signed me up for this, and we're trying to get the winning goal, and who's going to listen anyway? God does. When God comes into our lives, His love, remember God is love also. Same John says in the same epistle, God is the truth, God is the light, God is love. Everything we could ever desire. And that love of God and the life of God comes in when I become a real Christian. That day that I go and do the same thing, which is neutral, there's nothing bad about it, now I'm connecting with him. You know what will happen? Guarantee you, the person who sincerely prays like that, and say, God, come with me. Because God waits to be invited, the devil does not. The devil will, will force himself into your vehicle. He will get you in a headlock and say, I'm going with you whether you like it or not. But when you have power, you never heard that, did you? But it's true. Right? To show, some people say this way, he'll, you've heard this, he'll knock the door down. He really does. But God waits to be invited because love is volitional. Love has to be from the heart. You can't force love, then it's not love. It's slavery. But you know what? That love causes us 
to pray in a certain way. And say, God, come with me. God, I don't want to just go to soccer to play soccer, to show off my skills or to learn or to come back with a trophy and say, Mom, look, Dad. No, no, no. There's something bigger. See, I know who I am. I know who I am. I finally know who I am. I know what's my purpose. I know to follow Jesus means to walk a life of love. I'll be the friend. I'll be the person even to my enemy if he's hurting. To go and listen to him and help him. What kind of life is that? That's that's ridiculous, people say. You're going to lose everything like that. They're going to call you a fool. You're a pushover. They'll take advantage. Yeah, that's what they said about Jesus. And that's what they did to the Lord's disciples many times. But who came out on top? Jesus Christ. The path of the cross is not a path of losing. It's a path of victory. It's the supreme victory because the more I surrender to God and give myself away so others can live, you know what? It's like a refill. We, we give out what we have, but the word and promise of God is as fast as you let go and let God and give out to people what they need, and the devil says you're losing, you're losing, there's a refilling where you're never ever depleted. Never. In fact, it's an overflow. So when we love like that, we live like that, there's a big difference. So truth is important. People who are hurting, people who are like you. Now I know who I am. I know what I'm here for. And you know what else? I know where I'm going. How many people dread the unknown? They may be Mr. Universe. They may be projected to live 95, 100, 105 maybe. Why? Because his blood chemistry is perfect. Every time we do the labs, his genes are perfect. His mom lived to 99, his dad 100. The guy never smoked in his life, never had a dr- uh, 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 ounce of liquor. And he's pretty self-disciplined. He doesn't sleep around. He's pretty pure. He doesn't believe in God, but he thinks, you know what? It doesn't make sense. I'll wait for the person I want to marry. I think that makes more sense. I'm not going to waste my life and my body. Wow, you know, people who don't know God, they can have some wisdom. They definitely can. But it's not going to save their soul. Now, one day, whether that guy who's Mr. Universe lives to be 99 or 100, 105, it's going to be over. Then what? Well, you'll see. So-and-so, uh, 2000 or 19 so-and-so dash, you know how it is, right? And people feel, oh, isn't that sad, you know? He was so good. He really was, you know? He, he was at the top of his craft and, uh, wow, can I see the archives of all the memorabilia and, and all the places he's been? And look, he had, he took a, 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 a picture with the president here and there and, but where is he now? That's what God is interested in because God is the truth. God is far more interested than our eternal state because that's where we'll be forever. Forever. So we ought to do everything we can to make sure I'm going to be with him forever, which means I better walk in the light. But then again, the same John says, to obey him is not a grief. It's not like, oh, God told me I got to love, so I, I got to try hard today to love. It's really taking everything out of me. God said to be patient. I'm going to try hard, but I keep losing my temper. I can't do this. I really can't. This Christianity thing, right? How, how many have been there? Lord, my flesh. Why didn't you take away my flesh when I got born again? I would have been flying by now. 
But every time I want to go up, something's pulling me down. I get nasty. Oh, Lord. I don't know why I feel this way, Lord. When somebody is nasty to me, I'm the same way. Or, I'm getting better, Lord. I, I don't show it, but under the surface, I'm boiling. Or, Lord, I'm doing great. Uh, you don't see it on my face, and I'm not boiling, but I got plans, boy. I have plans. Even Stephen, you'll get yours, right? God bless you. Well, that's the truth of the matter. It's a devastating reality. Sometimes we have to do these things to get it to hit home, you know? Uh, you don't see me clenching my fist? That guy does it. He's carnal. Look at this one. He doesn't clench his fist, but I can just see him, you know? He's, uh, the other guy, why, well, he looks like an angel. He seems like Christ in person. He's just smiling and he's being kind and, but you know what, inside, even Stephen, your day is coming, my friend. Oh, God, God bless you. What did you say? God bless, God bless you. Well, if we don't have the truth, we'll be living a lie. We'll be living a pretense. And it's the, the saddest part is, if you're not in the light and walking with God, you will not end up with the light. I won't end up in the light. I've got to come to terms with this. Lord, do I really know you? Do I know who I am? Do I know who you are? Do I know where I'm headed? Lord, do I know how I'm supposed to live? The inner life? Why does an actor or a sports star or a politician or a tycoon somewhere, wealthy like anything, all of a sudden they're gone? What happened? Suicide. I don't understand. There was not even a note. He seemed to be fine. He went to work in the morning. And then he went to his usual spot for lunch. And then after that, he came home. He did his lawn. He spent some time with the family. And then they found him hung. Oh, my Lord and my God. I've heard that, and I'm sure you have too. What went wrong? There's an inner life, which is the real life. The externals, Smoke screen, it's a facade. Many people are excellent actors. In fact, the word hypocrite in the Greek means actor. Acting. Some people say, well, I have to act this way because I don't want to hurt the next person, you know. I dare not tell them I'm about to check out tonight from life because I, I really care about them. So probably a silent exit would be the best thing. How Satan comes in for the kill. Thoughts that he says, this is the better way. Assisted suicide. Remember that doctor years ago? Like the devil himself. Carried in the courtroom. Kicking and screaming. It was like a, it was like a movie. He is so full of death. He's known as Dr. Death. He'll take a video. He'll say, oh, you're terminally ill? Well, I have some connections, Okay. You don't have to have another day of suffering. Here, uh, to cover myself, we're going to take a video, and you're going to tell the people who need to see this, the authorities, once I kill you, he won't say kill you, I'm going to assist you to go to sleep. You never have to wake up to your misery again. How satanic. And the person, you know what kind of hell that guy will go to, that doctor, so-called doctor? The people, I, I remember seeing some clips of that years ago. 
you, they're at the end of their lives. They don't even, they can't even think right a lot of times. And I, my heart is breaking. Because I've been near death. I'm sure some of you have been also. At that moment, everything is black. It's dark, it's gloomy, it's, there's no sun there. You're in the throes of that threshold. Thank God I have Jesus. Otherwise, I would have died. Many situations. But these people don't have Jesus. They don't know the truth. And what happens? They say, oh, you're an MD. And you understand my pain. And what Satan already has pumped into them, you know, you need to check out. Well, he's got an agent over there to facilitate that. So, it just piles on top of it. And you can see they're sweating, they're nervous, and they're saying, you know, I don't want to go through any more pain. And next thing, he's killed them. He's killed them. Cold-blooded murder. You can call it medical, but it's cold-blooded murder. You can call it, well, no, he had a big part to do with it. He convinced them, convinced them, and they got paid for it too. And where is he? Well, he's gone. They put him in prison, I believe, and he died. Hell has been waiting for him for a while. He's burning in the inferno right now. That's what the Lord says. Remember the Lord's the truth. The Lord knows everything. He'll say it as it is. He'll tell you all about heaven. Exactly what it is. Not the fantasy stuff you see. He'll tell you all about hell. Not Hollywood. Whatever is the scariest horror movie you ever saw about hell. People burning. It won't even come close to what's really down there. According to what the Lord showed in the Bible. So I know the truth about heaven. I know the truth about hell. Truth matters. Now Lord, I'm between heaven and hell. What do I do to avoid this place and to go there, that place? Walk in the truth. So vital. That when God emphasizes a word twice or three times or thirty something times in a short letter. Imagine if you got a letter from somebody you love and they addressed your name and sweetheart this or dear this. It could be your mom, your friend or whoever, you know, uh, or your buddy. Hey, calls you by your name and, and you know, you notice something peculiar. It dawns on you. The guy's writing about regular stuff, but every other sentence I see the same word. And I'm thinking, why is he using that word so much? A good word, you know, neutral word. So called. Wouldn't it dawn on you that it seems like the main theme word? Now, if I don't take that to heart, I'll miss the meaning. And what he wanted to convey won't come to me and I won't know reality. I won't know. This is how, just like I mentioned about people who are contemplating suicide, they'll leave notes, there'll be hints, and people say, I never even know. But when you have an expert who knows about that stuff, they'll say, well, I can show you. Look, let me transcribe their last conversation. Let me show you the text. And here, I'm going to highlight every word that's a trigger or at-risk word. It's all over the letter. How did you miss it? I didn't know. Would you wish you knew? Absolutely. See the tragedy there? Truth will avert death and destruction. And the more we know the truth and we walk in the truth, the more we can give the truth to somebody else. There are people who are confused about their gender. I don't know if I'm a boy or a girl. 
Maybe I'm both. Maybe I'm choosing to be one over the other. This is my biological status, but this is my status by choice. So, do you love me anymore? When truth comes, it's not a question of do you love me anymore that I'm going to tell you the reality. But it's because I love you, I'm going to show you how you're trying to change something to gain a sense of self-worth. When people talk about identity and identity crisis, they're trying to establish some kind of self-worth. So there are people who go into the martial arts, uh, what do they call that? Uh, ultimate fighting or whatever? I mean, I've, I've heard the stories. I've met a couple of them when we traveled in the rehab centers. Guy with broken hand, he's got a cast on, he got shot in the stomach by his own mother when he was a kid. All of that made him, you know what, I'm going to knock people up. I have this rage against my mom, I can't do it to her. I'm going to get in the ring and take people up. So he got injured. He doesn't know who he is. What if somebody were to tell him, maybe in the hospital, after that horrible thing happened from his own mother, got shot in the stomach by his mother, she was on drugs. Somebody comes and say, you know what? You're going through a horrible thing. And I'm so glad you're, you're getting better. But I want you to know, there's something behind the scenes, even though your mom did it, and it hurts like anything. Something behind the scenes. She doesn't know the truth. She's living a lie. That's why she's doing drugs and she did this to you. She got so wrapped up in the lie that she thought if I do this, I'll have my relief for whatever it is. It's crazy stuff. Do you know people do things like that? Every day. Every day. Doesn't make any sense. Why'd you do it? I thought this. If that man, I wish I would have seen him before, but I had to pray for him after the injuries. And he said, even in this faith-based teen challenge center, he said, when a brother comes and puts his hand on me, even for prayer, he said, instantly I feel like I'm going to knock him out. Oh my, my, my. Is that normal? No. That means he's filled with the rain. And he asked for prayer for that. And I told him, I'm going to give you some verses. I want you to read them next time I see you. I'm going to pray for you. And this guy who had, uh, you know, one hand was, he can hardly hold the other ones in cast. He went over and got a huge concordance, which has all the words in the Bible. And he brought it. And that showed me something. You know what? He's in pain, but he went and got that and came to me. Patiently wait for me, wait, uh, waited for me to show him the words. And next month, we went to that same New Jersey teen challenge in Lebanon. He was a different man. He said, I have such compassion and love. He said, I've been reading what you told me in the Bible. I've been praying. Now, can you throw money at this? Take him to a shrink and take him here and, you know, go for therapy here. Only God can do that. What happened? Truth got in. So the lie got out. I don't have to be an angry person. No, I'm not wired this way. I bought a lie just when it was ripe for the devil to move in. And he took advantage of me. Now, I've been a slave ever since. But today I'm free. Hallelujah. Truth is love, light, it's person, Jesus Christ. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. Glory be to God. I hope that this morning, we didn't have the scriptures to be posted there today, but I was giving you what's in the epistles of John. You can read it. It's not long. I would encourage you to go home and read First John, Second John, and Third John, and let the Lord speak to you. 
And you will marvel as I have many times. When I just shut everything down, I don't listen to anything. I just read with the brain God has given me and the English that I know. I just want to read. I want to know because God didn't make it complicated. God didn't write something where words that I don't understand is way over my head. He's trying to show up. No. He spoke exactly like to a baby. It's when we listen to the lie again, you can't understand this book. You didn't go to ministry school. You're not a preacher and you don't have this and that. You don't need anything. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to say, Lord, show me what you mean. And God won't show it to you immediately all the time. Because he wants to know, are you sincere? Are you just coming for me to throw something at you and you're going to say, oh, I got it. And then go do your own thing, be in darkness? No. I want to know the right way, Lord. What does it mean, the truth, Lord? I've heard about it today. Father, make it concrete in me. God, God, use my life. God, use my life. Let's stand for a moment as we pray. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can we just say Jesus right now? Satan hates that name. When you say the name of Jesus, the devil starts running. The devil starts running. That's how it is. All the anxiety will go. Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've been lost, but I'm, I'm found now. Jesus, you know where I am. You know where I live. Hallelujah. Lord, I, I've been angry, Lord. It's, it's a lie. I've been living a lie while I claim to know you. Jesus, help me. Jesus, change me. Jesus, help me to be a person of love. Oh God, help me not to fall for the lie. Lord, help me to know there's no hard wiring of me to do the devil's will. It's a choice. Hallelujah. And I don't want it anymore. I want to speak the truth, Lord. Lord, I may have a cousin who doesn't know who she is, male or female. Oh God, help me. Help me, Lord. Lord, I need power with you. I don't want them to be messed up, Lord, and live a lie and be tormented, Lord. How can I get to them, Lord, if I don't know you myself? Lord, I've been hearing, if I know you real well, when I pray to you, you'll start to do something I can't. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just like you broke into my world. Break into her world. Hallelujah. Break into her world, Lord. Help her to see the truth, Lord. She thinks it's going to make her happy, but she doesn't know. It's going to ruin her, Lord. It's a lie. You didn't make her that way. And Lord, this relative, Lord, he keeps hitting the bottle, Lord. One day I'm going to find him dead. I know it. Oh, God. He's not immune to disease and death. I don't want to be at his funeral. God! Jesus! Jesus! I need to know you! I don't want to cry to you at the funeral. I want to cry to you now. I've got to know you, Lord. I need to know you now. Help me, help me, help me, Jesus. Help me to hold on to you for dear life. So many people are tragically, Lord, falling into hell, cutting short their lives because they don't know the truth. Lord, I thank you that today I've heard the truth. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I need you, Lord. I pray that this truth will change me to be a person who's in the light and not in the darkness anymore. Because people in the dark are children of the night. They do all sorts of evil. They think undercover, but you can see it all. I don't want to be that way. Lord, I don't want to abuse myself and abuse others anymore. Lord, I want to know I'm worth so much to you, Lord. I want to be in the light. 
I want to know where I'm going. Lord Jesus, I want to know how to love people the way you do. Jesus, I don't know. I don't know, Lord. I, I didn't know that your love is so great, Lord. It can solve so many problems. Help me, Jesus, to love like you. So you can use my life to count for something. Because money's not going to do it. Whatever I achieve in this world is not going to do it. All the friends in the world and all the likes I get on Facebook, it's going to be a laughing stock in hell when nobody's there to congratulate me. They'll be crying with me. Oh God, I want to go to you. The truth, the way, the truth, and the life. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes. If you are a Christian, you must pray this for your own good. In your own heart, say, Lord Jesus, in every area where I'm not walking in the light, help me to get in the light. Help me to do the truth, to live the truth. Forgive me, Lord, for buying the lie again in my relationships, in my job situations, in my free time. I've, I've been buying a lie. I've been spending to get a lie. And it's been killing me. I've been getting uppers and downers and being knocked out only to come back to a bigger mess every time. I don't want to crash permanently, Lord. Jesus, help me to be in the light. And those who may not know the Lord, you don't know you're born again, you don't know that your name is in the book of life. Pray this to the Lord in your own heart. Lord Jesus, I didn't know who you really are. But I've heard something today. It gives me a much better picture. I didn't know what it meant to be a real Christian. But I can see how it matters to me eternally and other people around me who I love. Oh, I want to know you, Lord. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for shedding your holy blood, Lord Jesus. I got to know you, Lord. I got to know you. I want to know you. Come into my heart and change me, Lord. I give up trying to play God in my life and try to make myself happy. When everybody's tried what I've done and much more, they've ended up in misery, Lord. It's all over the place. Help me to follow that path that will bring true happiness where I can be used to bring true joy to other people. That's the life I want. I choose you, Lord. Come into my life. I believe you died on the cross for me. I praise you and I thank you. Heavenly Father, I pray for Christians and those who don't know they're Christians. The word of God, Lord, that you brought forth today. Oh, Jesus, truth matters. Knowing the truth matters. I thank you that you told us the truth. I thank you that we can reach out and grab the truth and hold on to it. And the truth will navigate our path in this world. We'll never fall and stumble. We'll end up with you, Lord, in glory. Thank you for a blessed life. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the blessed word. Bless the people, Lord. As we worship you, I pray that you take us to another realm. Faith to faith. From strength to strength. And glory to glory. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hallelujah.